Hello everyone, how you going? Um, it's good to be with you guys again. My name's Dan, if we haven't met. Um, I reckon you all know my name by now. It kept getting shouted out. I was the dude covered in, saw, in pegs. And now my nose is sore. Thanks. No, I'm just joking. Um, I'm going to pray and then we'll get into it. So pray with me. Praying is talking to God. Um, close your eyes, I reckon, because I reckon it helps you to concentrate as we speak to God. So let's do that now. Father, thanks so much that we just heard you, the living God of the universe, speak. Um, it's amazing. Uh, please help us to understand what you've said now. And please change us to be people who love Jesus more and more and know how to follow him. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, um, fin- I want you guys to finish this sentence for me. Uh, before I die, I want to... What do we got? Live. Before you die, you want to live. What's that? Skydive. That's pretty good. What else you got? Uh, impossible. Go to fat. That's a pretty good one. I, that's heaps good. I put this question out on Facebook the other day. And um, I wanted to see what people were going to say. And um, here's a bunch of um, the answers that people gave. Um, before I die, I want to visit every continent. Um, before I die, I want to eat, this is a funny one, eat every single type of food that exists. I don't reckon you can do that. Before I die, I want to jump out of a plane. I'll get this one. This was definitely by a uni student. I want to make an impact on education. <laughs> Boring. Um, I want to save someone's life. I want to become Batman. That wasn't me. I didn't say that. Zach Masters said he would like to taste, find out what human tastes like. If you don't know Zach, that's just classic Zach. He doesn't actually mean that. Um, or Bobby, our MC tonight, said she wants to, this is probably my favourite, sneak a man into Taronga Zoo and hide him in the monkey cage and then like really early in the morning before the zookeepers come and then once the zookeepers come, he like runs out naked and says, um, I've evolved or something like that um, to freak out zookeepers. I reckon that's pretty funny. Um, personally, I think that's my favourite. But do you, shh, do you guys get what, what we've just done there? What we're talking about is this thing called a bucket list. Our bucket list is a list of things you want to do before you kick the bucket, which is an expression for dying. It's a list of things you want to do before you die. But I wonder, are there some things... And the, the thing about a bucket list is you, you just put whatever you want on it. So, like, I don't particularly want to find out what human tastes like. But that's okay. Zach just has a different bucket list to me. But I wonder if there are some things that we absolutely should do before we die. I wonder if there's like some things that every single human being should have on their bucket list. Some things you absolutely must do before you die. And tonight in our passage, we're going to find out some of those things. Some things that you absolutely should do before you die. And so if you're a human tonight, and if you're alive, um, listen up. And make sure you've got your Bible open really good so you can test that what I'm saying is actually the truth from the Bible. That's what we're going to find out tonight, what we absolutely ought to do. And what we're going to see is, this this is a little bit confusing, but um, stay with me. What we're going to see is what we should have on our bucket list is determined by what's going to happen after we die or just in the future. What What we should do now in life is determined by what's coming next, which is the kingdom of God. That's the thing that Jesus is talking about tonight in our passage, the kingdom of God. Have a look, because I know you've got your Bible there. Have a look at verse 20. Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, la da 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 
So the Pharisees, these religious dudes, right, they were talking to Jesus and they're asking him, hey Jesus, when's the kingdom coming? And tonight I'm going to try and show you two really big things about the kingdom. And then we're going to see what that means for us now, before we get there, before the kingdom comes. What we should have on our bucket list. But first, um, you actually do need to understand what the kingdom of God is. So what is it? I reckon you can pretty much figure it out from the name. So what's a kingdom? What do you reckon a kingdom is? I'm just going to tell you. A kingdom is a place where there's a king who rules over a bunch of people. So before, if when you came in the door, I jumped up on stage and said, Welcome everybody to the kingdom of Dan. Who am I, who am I saying is the king there? Me. I'm saying that this is my kingdom and you are my people and I'm the king. You get that? Which I'm not, by the way. I'm not the king here. There's only one king here, which is Jesus. Which, um, just let me rave for a second. That's why it's weird when you clap at youth or when you clap at church. Because um, everything we do here is all about the King Jesus. And so when you clap someone for reading or for um, singing or for preaching, you're, actually, you're missing the whole point. The whole reason why we do any of that stuff is to go like this, Jesus. And so when you clap the other person for doing that, you've, you kind of miss the whole point. It's like, what are you clapping me for? I'm just telling you about Jesus. That's why that's kind of weird. Because there's only one king in this place, and that's Jesus. And so the kingdom of God, if in the kingdom of Dan, I was the king, in the kingdom of God, who's the king? God. You guys are on fire. Well done, everybody. And so the Pharisees are asking, when is the kingdom of God going to come? When's God going to come and be our ruler and put everything right and be with us? When's God's king going to come? And classic Jesus, I don't know if you guys have found this, people who've been around for a while longer and been in the Bible for a while, you'll notice that Jesus just says heaps crazy stuff that's really hard to understand. Does anybody else find that about Jesus? Classic Jesus, he says something you wouldn't expect. And here's the first big thing I want you to see. Jesus says, the kingdom of God is already here. Have a look at verse 20. Once on being asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, Jesus replied, the coming of the kingdom of God is not something that can be observed, nor will people say, here it is, or there it is, because, and get this, the kingdom of God is in your midst. Now, I don't know if you guys know what midst means. I reckon midst is the weirdest word in the English language. Midst. Basically, what he's saying, he says the kingdom of God is in your midst, which basically means the kingdom of God is already here. It's among you. It's already here. Now, how can that be? That's, that's a weird thing he's just said. How can that be? Because isn't the kingdom of God, we said a kingdom is where a king rules over his people. So isn't the kingdom of God where God is ruling over his people? I don't see God ruling over his people. Well, here's the thing you've got to get about Jesus. Jesus is God's king. Jesus is God's king. Jesus, he is God himself, because you remember God is three in one. He's God the Father, he's God the Son, he's God the Spirit, but one God. So Jesus is God, and he's the king. He is God's king, and so... The kingdom of God is where Jesus, the king, rules over his people. And the Pharisees are asking Jesus, Hey, Jesus, when's the kingdom coming? When's God going to show up? And Jesus is like, um, 
The kingdom of God is in your midst. They're staring him in the face and he's like, oh, it, it's here. It's here, guys. I'm the king. When's the kingdom of God going to come? Uh, right now. It's here. I'm the king of God's kingdom. Doi, I'm right in front of you. I'm what you've been waiting for. Jesus came as the king of God's kingdom. And if, he, if the Pharisees would just see that and put their trust in Jesus, then they would be in the kingdom of God. The kingdom's already here. You know, they were, they were staring, they were literally staring Jesus in the face and they just didn't see it. They just couldn't find it. They couldn't see it. You know how your mum's really good at finding stuff? Yeah. You know, like you lose your iPod or your book or something and you're like, I, I, know, I put it on my desk. I'm sure I put it on my desk. That is definitely the last place I put it. And you search your desk and you push all the stuff and you just can't see it. And you're like, Mom, I can't find my iPod. She says, where'd you put it? Oh, no, sorry. She says, where'd you leave it last? And you say, I left it on my desk. And she walks in and just goes. <laughs> Anyone else had that happen to them? Yeah. I don't live with my mom anymore, so it hasn't happened in a long time. I reckon it's unfair how mums can do that. It's really unfair. I'm hoping that that's something, it's not a mum thing, it's just like an age thing. That's like the Pharisees. The Pharisees have got Jesus right in front of them, and they're like, oh, where's the kingdom? Where's the kingdom of God going to come? I don't see it. And Jesus is like, by Jesus coming, the kingdom of God had come. And so what this means for us is that if you put your trust in Jesus, you get to be part of the kingdom of God. You get to be in the kingdom of God now. By trusting in Jesus, you become one of God's people. And God becomes your ruler and king. You can be a regular schmo who goes to Terrigal High School and yet be part of the kingdom of God. How crazy is that? So guys, are you a part of the kingdom? Are you a part of the kingdom? Or if you, went to, um, if you went to FAT last year, so year eight and nine, remember, we talked about it as being a citizen of the kingdom. Are you a citizen of the kingdom of God? Have you turned to Jesus and put your trust in him? Because the kingdom of God is already here. Come to Jesus now, tonight. Come to Jesus tonight and become part of the kingdom. Now, once again, classic Jesus. The next thing he says is confusing. Because get this, he's just said, right? Jesus has just said, the kingdom of God is already here. And then the very next thing he says is, the kingdom of God is not here. What? Yeah, I know, right? You've got to get this about the kingdom, right? There's two stages to the kingdom of God. There's the kingdom of God now, which is really here. And if you put your trust in Jesus, you're in the kingdom. But then there's the kingdom of God in the future, when the kingdom will actually be different. It'll be here in all its fullness. The kingdom of God will be complete, so to speak. And Jesus says that that stage of the kingdom of God is not yet here. Have a look at verse 22. Then he said to his disciples, so Jesus now turns to talk to his followers, people who actually do follow him. He says, The time, when you will, the time is coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man but you will not see it. People will tell you, there he is, or here he is. Do not go running after them. In verse 22, Jesus talks about the days of the Son of Man. 
And the days of the Son of Man is the time when the kingdom of God is complete. It's the kingdom of God in the future. He taught, and what he's done is he's taken language. Now, this is a bit difficult, so you guys are going to have to work extra hard with me. But what he's done is taken language from a, a, a really old book in the Bible called Daniel. Daniel chapter 7. Um, now, Daniel was a prophet, right? And this prophet Daniel had a dream. You go, just like in Daniel's dream. That's, this, this is what he's talking about right now. He had a dream about the kingdom of God in all its fullness. And there's this person in this dream called the Son of Man, which you'll notice Jesus calls himself. And the Son of Man will have all glory and all authority and all power and all peoples from all nations everywhere will worship him. Everyone will worship Jesus. And the kingdom will never pass away. It'll be an everlasting kingdom. And in that kingdom, there'll be no more sickness, no more crying, no more pain, no more suffering, no more sin. Because the Son of Man, Jesus the King, He'll be there to rule over His people and everything will be right, everything will be sweet. That's what the kingdom of God is like. Like That's what the days of the Son of Man are. But we just heard a second ago, from the verses before, that the kingdom of God is here now. But, is that what the world looks like now? Jesus ruling over a perfect world where everybody worships Him and and the world is perfect and not broken. If the kingdom is truly here now, which Jesus says it is, how come there's still pain in the world? How come planes with hundreds of people still go missing and hundreds of people potentially have died? How come cars still catch on fire down at Womburil? How come there's still sin and rejection of God? How come people aren't worshipping Jesus all over the place. If the kingdom of God is here, what's going on? Well, the kingdom is here, but it's also not here. There's two stages to the kingdom. Have you ever bought something um, that your parents then didn't let you have for a little while? When I was about your age, I um, went and bought an acoustic guitar for uh, Christmas. And my mum took me down to the music shop and I picked it out and it was like early December and I was like, yep, this is the one I want. I tried it. I'm like, mum, let's get this one. Okay, sweet. And we bought it and then mum wrapped it up and put it under the tree and then I had to wait till December 25th till I could actually open it. You guys had that sort of thing happen? Now, if someone had asked me during those few couple of weeks, do you have an acoustic guitar? I would have said, yeah, I do. I just got one. It's awesome. You should hear it. But at the... But at the same time, I didn't have an acoustic guitar. I knew it was mine. I did truly have it. And yet, at the same time, I couldn't, even, I couldn't touch it and it wasn't here with me. That's like the kingdom of God. The, the kingdom of God truly is here now. You can be part of it if you put your trust in Jesus. And yet, it's not here yet. The days of the Son of Man aren't yet here. Does that make sense? There's two stages to the kingdom. And Jesus says to his disciples, who were truly part of the kingdom, these are the guys who um, went out proclaiming the message about Jesus all over the world. They were in the kingdom. And he says to them, in verse 22, the time is coming when you'll long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you will not see it. So Jesus knew his disciples wouldn't see it. Now I wonder, if is, is that true for you? Do you ever feel like the disciples there? where you long for the kingdom to come in all its fullness. Do you ever feel like being a Christian is pretty hard? Do you ever feel 
different from people at school. Um, they, they do stuff that you know Jesus isn't happy with and so you don't participate, you don't do it, you ignore it, but that makes you kind of a little bit of an outcast. It makes it difficult, you might get teased. Maybe people tease you for even believing in God because science tells us that we've just evolved from part, little particles and now we're here and there's no purpose behind it all and you're just nothing and I'm nothing, there is no God. Maybe people tease you for believing in God even. The disciples were going to long for the day when all that stuff would be done, when there'd be no more um, hardships for Christians and the kingdom would come in all its fullness and Christians wouldn't suffer for being Christians. They long for that day, but it's not yet here. The kingdom isn't here yet. We're still waiting. And so you guys keep waiting like the disciples. Keep trusting in Jesus. Keep going. But here's the really good news. And this is my last point. And it's awesome news, but it's also a warning. But here's the big thing I want you to remember tonight. The kingdom of God is coming, so get ready. The kingdom of God is coming, so get ready. Have a look at verse 24. For the Son of Man in His day will be like lightning, which flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. But first He must suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Jesus says that, um, pretty soon I'm going to suffer and I'm going to die and rise again. And, th- and the kingdom of God will come eventually. And it's going to come quickly and unexpected like lightning. Come on! That was like lightning, right? It's gonna, and it's going to be obvious. It's going to be quick and it's going to be obvious. It's going to be like lightning that flashes and lights up the sky from one end to the other. Everyone's going to know about it. Everyone will know when the Son of Man comes back. And the kingdom of God comes in all its fullness. You're not going to be like, oh, dude, apparently Jesus came back, but I was at flip out doing backflips, and so I missed it. I missed out, oh, Devo. It's not going to be like that. Nah. When the kingdom comes in all its fullness, everyone's going to know about it. It's going to be like lightning. And so, guys, here's the big thing you need to be ready for the kingdom of God. If you remember one thing from tonight, remember this you need to be ready. For the kingdom of God to come. That's what you need to have on your bucket list. That's the thing you need to be ready for before you die. Before I die, I want to, slash, I need to be ready for the kingdom of God to come. That's what you, we should be focused on in our entire lives. That's the one big thing we should have on our agenda. Not travel. Who cares if you go to every continent? Big whoop. Not impacting education. Who cares? Now, those things are good things. But compared to the kingdom of God, they mean absolutely nothing. So what you need to do is get ready for the kingdom of God to come. Oh, but Dan, I don't know how to get ready. I don't even know why it's so important. Those are great questions, everybody. Well done. I will answer them for you right now. There are two big big ways you should get ready for the kingdom of God. And the first way is this. Get in. Get in the kingdom. How do you get in? By trusting in Jesus. By trusting in Him alone to bring you into the kingdom. Not because of anything you've done. Not because you're a super duper guy guy or gal. Just because Jesus saves you. And I'll tell you why it's so important for you you to get into the kingdom. Because, get this, this is pretty serious. When God comes, when God sends Jesus back and the kingdom comes in all its fullness, God will judge the people 
who haven't trusted in Jesus. You need to be in the kingdom so that on that day you escape being judged by God. And Jesus, in this passage, um, which we'll glide over really quickly, Jesus gives two examples from the Old Testament about people who weren't ready. Have a look at verse 26. He says, Just as it was in the days of Noah, so also will it be in the days of the Son of Man. People were eating and drinking, marrying, being given in marriage, up until the day Noah entered the ark. Then the flood came and destroyed them all. Back in the day, God judged the world by flooding the whole world. He saw that man was just massively evil. Everyone was rejecting God, not living for Him. And so God judged the world. But heaps of people were distracted with other stuff, just living life normal. And they weren't ready for God to do that. And so heaps of people were smashed. They died still ignoring God. They weren't ready. Jesus gives another example in verse 28. Have a look at that. It was the same in the days of Lot. People were eating and drinking, buying and selling and planting and building and traveling the world. But the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained down from heaven and destroyed them all. On the day when Jesus comes back, God will judge people who aren't friends with him through Jesus. So guys, get in the kingdom. That's the first big thing you've got to do. Put your trust in Jesus and become a member of the kingdom of God. And as a little side note, have you, um, have you ever wondered why God doesn't end all the pain? Have you ever asked that question? How come God doesn't stop suffering in the world? What's he doing? Why doesn't he stop all the suffering? Well, he would, but that would mean sending Jesus back now and ju- to judge all mankind and actually end our sin, which is the reason why there is suffering. God, God wants to stop the suffering, but he wants more people to avoid being judged. He wants more people to be saved. And so he holds off from sending Jesus so that more people can become Christians. Guys, get in the kingdom. That's the first way you get ready. And once you're in, here's the second way you get ready. Once you're in, don't look back. If you're part of the kingdom, you're now a follower of Jesus. You used to be a follower of yourself, but that's no longer who you are anymore. You used to live in the kingdom of you, whatever your name is. You used to be the king. Well, actually, Satan used to be your king, but you didn't really know that. You used to live for yourself. You lived in your sin. You decided what you would do, how you would spend your time, how you would live, how you would treat people. You were the king, but that was leading you to punishment by God. When you became a Christian, you became a member of the kingdom of God, and now Jesus is your king. He decides how you live your life now. He decides how you're going to speak to people. He decides how you're going to spend your time. Jesus is your ruler and king, and he's a good ruler and king. So guys, don't go back to your old ways don't go back. Leave your sin behind. It was leading you to death anyway. It was leading you to separation from God. So don't go back there. In verse 32, Jesus reminds us of someone who did go back and it killed them. And sometimes it's going to be really hard not to go back. If you guys guys here have been Christians for a while, you'll understand this. Sometimes it's really hard not to go back to your sin. Sometimes it's really tempting to go back, isn't it? You, maybe, it's, you, maybe at school you see people doing stuff that you really liked to do. Um, you see people doing stuff you used to do. 
And but now that you're a Christian, you know you shouldn't. But it's hard not to go back. You just want to you want to look back. Take gossiping for example, right? You used to gossip all the time, but now you're a Christian, and you know that Jesus doesn't want us to be doing that. He doesn't. He wants us to love people, not to speak ill behind their back. So don't go back to your old ways. It can be really tempting to go back, especially if if you're with a bunch of people and you know if you you think that if I'd gossip, I would actually fit in better right now, wouldn't I? And people would um, people would like me more. It'd make me feel good about myself because I'm talking bad about someone else, so I feel really good. You want to go back. You want to give in, but don't go back to what was going to kill you. That's dumb. Fight your sin. Follow Jesus. Or take swearing, for example. You used to have a foul mouth. You used to swear heaps, right? But now Jesus is your king. Don't go back to what you used to do. Follow Jesus. And I know it can be really easy to look back, especially, especially when you're around a group of people who are swearing all the time. It's hard not to give in, but don't go back to your old ways. Don't go back to what was going to kill you. Follow Jesus, because Jesus is now your king. Follow him, and don't look back. Guys, the kingdom of God is coming, so get ready. Get ready by getting in the kingdom. Are you Christian? Are you trusting in Jesus? Do you know that you're going to be with God when you die? Get in the kingdom. And secondly, once you're in, don't look back. Don't return to your sin. Don't sit in it. Keep following Jesus. Before I die, I want to be in the kingdom and be moving forward. Not looking back, not going back to my sin, but following Jesus as my king. I'll pray. Father, thank you for your word tonight. Thank you for the reminder of the kingdom of God and that it is coming, that you will rule the world perfectly and everything will be set right. Father, I pray for those people here tonight who aren't currently in the kingdom. Father, I pray that they would turn and trust in Jesus and so become a member of the kingdom of God. I pray that they'd even do that tonight. I thank you that so many people are in the kingdom. So many of these guys are. They're already following Jesus. And I pray that they won't look back, that they'll keep following Jesus. They'll flee from their sin. They'll run away from it. They won't look back to it. Please, Father, help them and help me, help all of us to follow Jesus. In his name, amen.